0: reduces weight, which we all need, I know I do, while remaining supportive and breathable. Hard to find that combo. The two-way V4 gives you the tools that you need to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way V4 at newbalance.com. Let's move forward. Let's talk about some news from around the league. You can never get enough good news. Jason Kidd the other day said something that made me think like, hey, you guys can actually talk about the fact that we're leading the league in clutch points and uh, we're doing a lot of the things you banged on us for. Like, good news will be read as well. So let's talk about some good things that we need to cover. Kelly Oubre of the Sixers back in action this week after his accident several weeks back. He will be returning to a Sixers team where he fits in super well. They have missed him a lot. He's done everything right for them. A lot of people said, "Oh, don't don't sign Kelly Oubre. He's a chucklehead. He's nothing but bad news." No, Kelly Oubre has been an upstanding Philadelphia 76ers. He has done everything right. He has fit into his role. He is getting buckets. He is somebody defensively that you can count on 6-7, very long, very rangy, a role player that I think put the Sixers firmly in contention status. When he got hurt, Philadelphia was 7 and 1. And since then they've gone 5 and 5. So, Nothing too soon that good news can be for Kelly Oubre. Hopefully he gets back to balling out. Hopefully he's totally fine. Out in Detroit, a man who shouldn't even be on this team, uh, Boyan Bogdanovich, will make his season debut. It is none too soon for a Pistons team that absolutely sucks. Absolutely has fallen off of a cliff. Not even fall, I don't even think they have fallen off of a cliff. They're just like. N- and they were never really at the peak of the cliff to fall. They're just falling deeper into the sand. Uh, what's that? The the swampland. This is on the heels of the news that Detroit turned down not one, but two first-round picks for Boyan. I said that that's, this news came after I did the, the segment on the Detroit Pistons, but I wish it didn't because I would have absolutely killed them for this. You turned down two first-round picks for a man who's my age? I don't think he can do anything else besides shoot from three, put the ball on the floor, and get you a middie. He can do a little more than that, but not much. He doesn't belong on this team. Anyway, he's back, so congratulations to the Detroit Pistons. He'll be a nice guy to uh, take for player props, 18, two threes. You know, we did that once or twice before last year. If you're a better, you know what I'm saying. In New Orleans... Another sniper is ready to make his debut, Trey Murphy. The Pels have been a hospital wing, as we know. Uh, Jose Alvarado just came back. We've got Herb Jones that was injured, CJ McCollum that was injured. Uh, They had to have contributions from guys that you had never heard of, like Matt Ryan. Uh, Now they have all their players back. Trey Murphy is going to help them a ton. And I will say this. Do not look now. And I just said it last segment about Zion, but I'm going to say it again. This is a team that is very dangerous in the West. Minnesota... New Orleans, Sacramento, Denver. It's a small market time out on the West. In Denver, speaking of Denver, long-awaited return of Jamal Murray happened last night. He put in 22 minutes in a victory after missing 11 games. They fucking need him, guys. They do. They they really need him. Denver went 6-5 and five in the games that Jamal Murray missed. They are going to want him back. He was seven they were seven and one with him in the lineup this year so far. Hopefully he'll stay healthy. He is a bucket. I want him to win all NBA. I want him to make an All-Star game which he never has by the way. Why can't Jamal Murray win most improved? Jamal Murray has won a title, has never made an all-star game, and Tyrese Halliburton over here can't win most improved because he's already made one. It's a shame out here when the East is worse than the West. Over in Brooklyn, the microwave, a.k.a. the chucker, Cam Thomas is returning to the lineup as well. I bang on him for being a one-dimensional player. That will not change. Uh, Those 25 shots... I don't even know how much they were dearly missed because the Brooklyn Nets have been just fine since he left. They were 4-4 and before he got hurt. They are now 5-4 and since then, including three good wins in a row. Things that make you go, huh. How is it going to fit? I have no idea. Nick Claxton's back in the lineup. I'm not so sure how well those two operate together. The all-new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything that you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. I've been so pumped to take a couple of friends with our road bikes to some of the trails nearby and now I can bring the entire crew, my dog and all of our gear with that third row. Learn more about the new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com. Call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Finally, we saved the best for last. Bronny James has been cleared to make a full return to basketball sometime in the coming weeks. I can't tell you how cool it is. I was shook. When I heard the news of his cardiac arrest, that shit is nothing to play with. You never know what that's going to do to someone's career. It could end it altogether. We know what happened uh, with Chris Bosh. It ended his career in Miami when he had his heart issue. So probably one of the most terrifying things that could happen to someone is cardiac arrest on a basketball court. Fortunately, he got immediate medical help and it turns out he's able to make a full Recovery. Now he joins Isaiah Collier. He's a bucket, he's a bucket, he's a bucket. And the USA team, USC team, for the first time in the holiday tournament season. So we will get to see him on the court, hopefully in the NBA, for many years to come. Great news. LeBron James. LeBron James is probably happy. Bronny James is happy. And USC is even happier. In other news, I may have been premature in calling the Wizards the worst team in the history of the NBA the other day on my show, uh, my other show, BetMGM Tonight. They did get a double-digit win over the Detroit Pistons. So congratulations to them. However, they're still really, really bad. The question is, how bad, Trista? How bad are they? Well, other than having the second-worst record in the league, they're two stars. The guys that they're building their franchise around, Kyle Kuzma, Jordan Poole, are absolutely A nightmare together. And I don't mean scary hours. I mean like they should be scared of themselves. They are in fact right now, uh, according to SB Nation, the NBA's worst one-two punch in the league. They have a combined negative 32.1 net rating. They have 43 turnovers due to bad errant passes. They have 31 shot attempts which were blocked. The one that was my favorite was uh, the underhanded, one-handed granny floater that Jordan Poole did, that got blocked by Osser Thompson when he had a very easy, makeable mid-range shot like two feet back from there. But this is a little hard to digest, is it not? This is a little hard to process. Poole, in fact, has been so bad. Out of everyone with at least 200 minutes this season in the NBA, his negative 34.5 plus minus is so much worse than anyone else. The next worst is, shockingly, Dorian Finney-Smith at negative 26.4, which means he's 25% more garbage than anyone else, than the next shittiest, least effective, least winning player. No shade to you, DFS. I think that's your situation. I don't think that's you, but I do think that is Jordan Poole. Through the first 15 games, according to the Wizards of Oz website, in the 411 minutes the pool has played so far, excluding garbage time, their opponents outscore the Wizards by 22.7 points per 100 possessions. The offense scores 104.9 points per 100 possessions, while the defense allows 127.6. That is equivalent to the worst offense in the NBA and the worst defense. Of all time. So maybe I wasn't premature by saying that this was the worst team in NBA history. More damning, though, is when he's not on the floor. The Wizards outscore their opponents by 11.8 points per 100, which would be number one in the entire league. Oh, Jordan, oh, baby, what you doing? Mostly the Wizards' deficiencies as we know, are because of a lack of defense. Even Kuzma knows this. He said the other night, we can't guard a stop sign. Doesn't this remind you of Bradley Beal when Bradley Beal were like, we can't stop a car, parked car? What is it about the Wizards not being able to guard a parked car? It's pretty bad, and that's what it boils down to. He says, we can't guard a stop sign. That's what it boils down to. We let anybody get whatever they want on us. So until we change that, it's probably going to be the result, no matter how you look at it. It's going to be a very long season in Washington. Whether they're worse than Detroit remains to be seen, but as long as Jordan Poole is playing like this, I like their chances. Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.